Alternative Radio. So once again, we do not have a new episode this week. This is the last week of our hiatus, you know, post uh, partum that that is, uh, you know, now that now that Grayson's here, uh, I've been having uh, you know a lot of fun being being a new dad for the second time. This time around, though, uh, you know, I'm taking a little bit more 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 time with the child. So you know, most nights are 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 me. So I usually take them until like 3 a.m. Uh, so it's been taking up a good amount of my time. So we're trying to find a balance to get me and Jay back into the studio. We have it scheduled for him to come over and record this week. We're going to have some new movies to review uh, coming up in the next episode. So we're, I'm going to be reviewing Psycho Gorman. Uh, and I know Jay got himself out to the theaters to see a few things. And certainly we will be discussing Palmer, which uh, is a film that is on Apple TV Plus starring Justin Timberlake. So we're going to have some new stuff, some new content for you next week. I just needed this time to, to act to my new schedule and one of the things I learned you know while taking care of a baby uh, in the wee hours of the morning I usually my wife usually goes to bed around 10 or 11 o'clock and that's that's generally when when I get tagged in and you know I I'm responsible for the child until about 3 a.m. or so so I'm staying up with them I'm playing video games with with duty from shaking not nerd generally what what winds up happening is you know I, I then go to bed around 3 34 o'clock in the morning and I wake up around like seven or eight and one of the things like I've learned about you know having a small child like this again is that you will just randomly fall asleep like I was I was we're sitting here I'm, I'm reading and my eyes close and I wake up and it's 20 minutes later so either I'm exhausted and don't even feel it and I'm passing out or I've successfully discovered time travel which uh, you know I would I, I would think that the latter would be would be far cooler but you know the former is probably the the more likely of the two interesting science I figured it out you know, just so we're talking about the same thing. Time travel. Yeah, all that all that aside, we and Jay will be back next week, and I wanted to to give you guys uh, an episode that is is pretty old. So, longtime listeners that they may remember this episode, but it's one of my favorite top fives that we've ever done. And new listeners may na- may not have ever heard it. So, uh, this is me and Jay's uh, top five movie weapons. So, uh, we we went through. Uh, a, a large gambit of of movies and and weapons and stuff, and the ones that we thought the cool were the coolest. So some of them are from some of them are from sci fi films. Some of them are are, are real life weapons that would just look cool. Um, but it was just one of those conversations that me and Jay had a ton of fucking fun with, and I really uh, I really loved this list. Uh, it was one of like the year that it came. That was one of our highest downloaded episodes that year. But I, I just figured it'd be a fun one to replay for some listeners who may not have gotten to hear it and me and jay will of course be back next week with an all-new episode welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show Deadpool 2, which I don't always have a blast watching. The second time I watched it, I, I was I was only okay with it. Like I enjoyed it the first time I watched. Just kind of go with the motion. I, with it, you and, know, and I said just... I, I knew it. I knew like after I watched that in the theater, I was not going to have as much fun revisiting that as I was the no, first. Let one. me ask you this, because I only saw it the one time in theater. Um, the second time watching it, do you feel like it's just excessively dialogue heavy? But even there's nothing going on within the scene enough that's 
enjoyable to watch. Excuse me a sec. What are you babbling about? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You know that you watch that movie for one character, so who cares what's going on in the scene? Because you're watching it for Ryan Reynolds chewing up the scenery. That's all you're watching it for. So you don't care what's going on anywhere else. But that's the thing. He you, is literally you, the you focal point to... of every frame in the movie. Like <laughs> I understand, but if if visually there's nothing else going on in the in the scene other than the words that are coming out of their mouths, it can get kind of boring no, on repeat the, viewings. No, it was the jokes that I found boring. It was uh, okay. the fact that I, uh. I didn't find it as funny as the original one. Okay. And had nothing to do with the background. I don't what what, what background? What are you talking about? The things that are going on in the scene. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, like, I was just curious to see his. Describe like, a, I was trying to understand <laughs> what didn't hold up in the second. Describe a film where viewing. there's so much going on in the background that you don't care what's going on in the foreground. <laughs> describe that movie. What for? No foreground, background. It's the same thing. That's what I meant. Like, like on screen, what was going on? Was there just not much going on that was entertaining to watch that balanced out all the heavy dialogue with all the jokes and all the puns and all that you know random stuff? That the jokes just weren't weren't as funny. That, this time. Okay, that's what okay. That's what that, that's what it is. I don't. All right. <laughs> it's, I was just curious. It's, it's it's not like the prison guards in the prison scene were like gang raping some guy in the background. And I'm like, oh, I never saw that before. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. So we we got it down to it just wasn't written well. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Not as solid as the original. All right. All right. So coming up next, me and Jay got to get into our top five, which was suggested to us by one of our patrons. This time we are going to be talking about the top five movie weapons. So stay tuned. and Jay are going to get into a top five. This is a very special top five because it comes from one of our patrons. Me and Jay have had movie homework assignments assigned by other patrons. Uh, we had a new patron join recently, Neil Matz, and I, I asked him, what would you like us to do? And he said, how about a top five movie weapons? And I was like, my God. <laughs> yes. It's actually great. It's really a, an interesting category, and I think you're going to love it way more than I did because if initially I was a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, God. So I'm not a huge weapon guy. I'll be honest. Like, so, like, sci fi weapons and stuff like that are like, a th- like, I love those, like, attention to details in films. It's one of the things that, like, Star Wars has done so well, and, like, uh, other sci fi franchises, like, you know, an iconic weapon that now I'm kicking myself because I don't think it's on my list the gun in Black. Blade Runner, like that fucking gun. Yeah, no, Just, no, that's that's legendary. It's something too. as Absolutely. simple as like a pistol, but like if someone like pointed that at you, you'd be like, "Is that Deckard's?" My gun? number one like, is a gun. It's Deckard's gun, but it's my most nostalgic one because I thought it was the only coolest gun in the world. Right. So before we get into our top five weapons, I do want to disclaimer. I did tell Jay, and you know, a rule for myself: we all know lightsabers are the coolest movie weapon out there. Period, bar none. It, there isn't a person out there who wouldn't love to hold a lightsaber. I would fucking mow my lawn with the, that lightsaber. I would just walk around slashing that shit. Everything. Cutting cutting would be a breeze. I would be I would sit there on an infomercial and I would be like, it slices, it dices, it 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 it, it literally cuts a car in half. Like, what else do you want it to do? It could do anything you want. So I kept lightsaber off the list because it's already the king, right? Yeah. We're no. pick we're, we're we're picking Look, I I I knew I was hoping you would say that. Yeah. 
I'm not picking. I was hoping you would say that. Not picking lightsaber. So let's get started with you, Jay. What is the first cool movie weapon? Okay, I am going to start off with the sonic shotgun from Minority Report. I love that thing. It is when so all right. Think about everybody back in that time. What was that? Oh one, oh four, or something like that. It was it was a little while early aughts, yeah. And and Spielberg, you know, other than has a lot of movies with some really cool weapons in it. Other than Ready Player One, like I would say, like that that was like my last like favorite Spielberg. Yeah, like really good. Well, definitely one I watched the most. I think um for for sure. I mean, it's one of my favorite cruise movies. Forgot to mention it. I bought Ready Player One. I've been rewatching that and. Really enjoying that. Oh, I'm sure I fucking you have. love that. Movie. I'm happy for you. I'm so good. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's, it's made for you. It was made for you. It really was. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> um, so it's it's used throughout with with many different kind of characters in this movie. I guess it's just the world that they use it. It's a non-invasive air boom of 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 some kind of. Well, right. and, and it um, makes sense for the world because a world without crime. Right. You don't need to use lethal You don't want to kill or hurt somebody. It's literally just the force of pushing somebody out of the way. What I find cool about that is how they reload it. But th- that's the thing. The flair of it all, the looks of the visual of the boom, but also the way they reload it. Yeah. And it's sexy and cool. And, and, and it, oh, the sound mixing. It's got it a great so sound effect. I got, yeah, it's like a weird sound. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I was so, I, I just didn't get tired of it. I just didn't get tired of it. And I, I really still enjoy it to this day. All right. So my number five, Jay, is Ball and Chain, Gogo Yabari, Kill Bill. I love when she shows up. Hi, and she drops that <laughs> drops that ball down. And Dude, I love that fight scene. I love the way she uses that 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 ball. I love that the like she presses a button and blades just come spinning out. That yeah. is a fucking cool ass weapon. It that's, really is. That's one of those and things. And she utilizes the- it all over her body, right. arms, her neck, her legs. That's what it is. Like you put that in the hands of just like some big like monster who's just going to spin it in circles and bash you with it. It's less cool. But you put it in the hands of like a 17-year-old girl that that's part it was of the such Yakuza. a fetish casting move by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and 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 Oh you, my god. And you have her go toe to toe with with you know the bride like that. It's like, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a cool fucking weapon. That's really fucking cool. It was really cool. And that's that's funny cuz it leads into my number 4, Dave, cuz it is the Hatori Hanzo sword from Kill Bill. I know this is a ridiculous question before I ask it. But you haven't by any chance kept up with your swordplay. I, uh, I pawned that years ago. You hawked a Hattori Hanzo sword. It, it was priceless. Well, it fetched me about 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so this, right, 200 bucks, but like really it's a priceless weapon. Oh, yeah. I, and, my and, favorite line is when he's handing her the sword and he says, you know, 
I this this weapon is so magnificent. If on your journey you were to encounter God, it would cut him. Like it's like right. that's how he describes his own sword. Yeah, yeah. This is my most perfect weapon when he hands it yeah. to the bride. I fell in love with it because the movie does that to you. It it it, it worships this sword and and throughout both movies and throughout multiple multiple characters it is almost like the defining thing in right. it's kind of like valerian movie. steel in game of thrones right. where they're like, no, it's true it's like that's a hattori hanzo sword no I just, i'm just gonna give up i'm done whatever yeah. fuck it no i'm not gonna fight you but there's <laughs> there's great little dialogue singers referencing the sword there's yep. also a lot of obviously a lot of great action scenes and fight scenes with the sword and you know there's just so many aspects to it it slices it dices and it spanks 18 year old boys oh. on the butt <laughs> go home to your mother stop playing with yakuza <laughs> oh my god i forgot all about that one yeah <laughs> that's sp- true it spanks little boys oh my god and, oh it, my and, god. It, and it half caps people very well very well <laughs> so very that, well. that's a great pick the hattori hanzo sword I, I always loved that thing that was badass all right, my number four is a shield. Captain America in all the MCU movies that he's in. Of course. <laughs> what about this one? No, no, that's just a prototype. What's it made of? Vibranium. It's stronger than steel and a third the weight. It's completely vibration absorbent. How come it's not a standard issue? That's the rarest metal on Earth. What you're holding there, that's all we've got. You quite finished, Mr. Stark? I'm sure the captain has some unfinished business. What do you think? On. It it defies. It. I, I I hear I, you. I love when Spider Man Spider Man says the best in uh in in uh Civil War. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Does it? <laughs> no, that's what makes it cool. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's a frisbee. He it's just a frisbee. It's all, it's a giant frisbee, and he bashes people's. But like they did have him start using it in like interesting ways, like at times, like so it, it wasn't just like something he threw and it bounced around and stuff like that. Um, you know, he, he he does use it in more interesting ways at times. But I just I just love that weapon. I mean, and it's Captain America. It's like my favorite character. I mean, who goes into battle with a shield, right? Like you go into battle with a sword. You go into battle with guns. You go into battle with with weapons. You don't go into battle that you wear on your left arm uh, with the with the the thing that you wear on your left arm to protect you from other weapons and use it as a weapon, but he does. So that's that's my number four. It's such a cool thing. Um, I think I think the way like it gets it gets used in in the film is also like it's more powerful as a symbol than it is as a weapon too. Like that that's the thing I like about it. Also, is it's not just a weapon; it is a symbol of the character and everything he stands for. And it it's kind of sad watching Infinity War and him using those stupid like I don't I don't like those sh- whatever he's using those like shield gauntlet things. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. I know, man. I understand. All right, Jay. What's your what's your next one? The captive bolt gun from No Country for Old Men, played by um, who uses it. Javier Bardem, the villain in that movie, he carries around that thing. The first part of the movie. What is that for? Would you you hold still, please, sir? And and it's essentially a cattle gun, right? So it's a stun bolt gun used to, you know, before you slaughter an animal, essentially. That's what they use it. They push it up against your forehead. They pull the trigger. Boom. And it's, uh, you know, it's a bolt, a forceful strike right in the forehead. Boom. It's a bolt kind of either 
unconsciouses or puts them unconscious or it completely deteriorates your brain and fries it and are essentially dead. <laughs> so, you know, it's been around for a while now. They still use it to this day, especially where the movie set place. I think what's cool up, about it is how he uses it. Though. But how he uses it, but also the sound of it and the fact that you've never seen that before ever. Right. But um, also, like, not just like it's just putting creepy. it to people's skulls and stuff. Like, he pops locks with it. Like, pops lock. With, yeah. And, and even with the, the police officer, like, there's all kinds of scenes. Gosh, I mean, I there's something haunting about it, though, that stuck with me to this day because it scares me. <laughs> It's one of those things where the sound of it, the way he uses it, the way how he just carries it around, like, and people like that, they they see those things all the time because people use them. That that's it's nothing but farmland. They see cattle prods, all like like cattle, not cattle prods, but like the 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 stun gun and the cattle guns around all the time, where they could be just looking for parts. You never know. It's probably and more along the lines of the slaughterhouse more so than at the farmhouse. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> the whole point of the farmhouse is to keep the animals uh, alive, to per, get them to the slaughterhouse. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. But I thought it was really creepy and it always stuck with me and it's definitely a, a, a unique one that I put up on the list. My number three is a chainsaw hand. Ashley J. Williams oh, from boy. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. <laughs> That's Have not your a, fun with it, Dave. That's Come on. The, that's Let's such go. a fucking cool weapon, man. And it's not just in that movie. I mean, it's also in Army of Darkness and then also in the three seasons of Ash versus the Evil Dead. The chainsaw arm. It's just so fucking cool, man. In tons of video games. Like a chainsaw is like the ultimate weapon to fight like dead people with and to just incur gore and carnage. Like that's why Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like so famous, right? Because it was like he used the chainsaw against people. But Ash, like it, it was, it was part of him. It was, it was his hand. Like after he cut off his hand, it became part of him. And I love that. I just love the way that 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 the way that he uses it, especially in uh in Army of Darkness, as he takes it into battle instead of carrying the Excalibur. Man, he's got a fucking chainsaw. Hand. <laughs> Evil Dead Two, like just uh, it's uh, it's so good. I fucking love the chainsaw hand and like. It's one of the things where, like, it goes on in, like, the most ridiculous of ways, too. Where, like, uh, you know, a one guy, like, throws it to him in Army of Darkness and he jumps up and he throws his fist up in the or his stump up in the air and it just lands on it and latches itself on. <laughs> it's so good. I fucking love it. And all he uses it all throughout Ash versus the Evil Dead as well. Yeah. yeah Chainsaw. Chainsaw hand is badass, man. Yeah, it's certainly another unique one. <laughs> it, 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 occurred, it occurs so much of blood and carnage. Oh, just what you want in Evil Dead. It, that's exactly what the Evil Dead was made I'm for. I'm sure that's high on Kim's list. <laughs> what do you got for your number two? We were uh, talking about this before. Stuntman Mike's stunt car. Just let me out. Please. And, and, hey, Pam. Remember when I said this car was death-proof? Well, that wasn't a lie. This car is 100% death-proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really 
need to be sitting in my seat. Is that a? I guess it's a weapon. It's kind of. It's his weapon. I guess yeah. it's his weapon. And I'm trying to be unique on my list. I'm trying to be like a mixture of. I'm. I'm not trying to be as obvious. I think as a lot of lists out there. If you go Google some stuff, I'm trying to be as unique and as personal as I can be. And my number one is going to be extremely controversial because it's <laughs> probably not a weapon. No, it is. It's. But anyway, is this it a- movie? Is it the man I with love. the golden gun? Is it no. a golden gun, Jay? No, my Bond pick is actually an honorable mention. No. It's not even on my top five. It's the bowler hat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. I mean, a, 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 a death-proof car right. is kind of a cool weapon, right? Like, Think about it. It is, especially for a stuntman. And you can do anything in that thing, kill anybody in that passenger seat, or kill anybody on the road and survive. And the mystique around it is also like, like, and it's just, sexy and dangerous looking. And like and the, the way like they marketed like that, where right, it's like, right. like the, the, this car is a hundred percent death proof, but to really get that benefit, you gotta be sitting in my seat. Yes. <laughs> it's true. And you see it in all its gory detail. I had to put it on the list. I, I thought it was a, an out there kind of pick, but it's definitely worthy of remembering because the movie that we love has so many facets of it that are so enjoyable that you remember that are memorable but the car kind of takes a side character sometimes because there are a lot of fun little scenes and fun little zingers with the dialogue and action scenes but the car itself is the ultimate weapon in the movie it's true and 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 even the girl's ultimate weapon because they know how to drive that challenger right. that they drive in that, right? Like a person behind the wheel with skill. And now they have the car at the very end of the movie. And even like baby <laughs> driver, alert. like even like baby driver, like, you know, sure. a car is his weapon. Like getaway driving yeah. is his weapon. So yeah. yeah, I'll go with that. Death proof. Yeah. All right. I was, I was a little wary when you first started off, but you brought it home for me. Thank you. I may, I mainly convinced myself. <laughs> Of your pick. I justified your pick for you. Uh, that sounds more like it. Thank you. Okay. All right. My number two is a kangaroo leather bullwhip used by Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and come on. What no, I'm happy you put that on there. What I'm adventurer? On there. Like adventurer, right? Like you think like yeah. guys with... Guys with guns or, like, even if you think of, like, you know, an archaeologist has no business having a bullwhip. There's no business for him to have a bullwhip whatsoever. There's never been an archaeological adventure in the history of the world where a guy goes, God damn it, I can't get this fossil out. I could if I had my bullwhip. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me bring my bullwhip. I could totally get that fossil out of the ground. Whose idea was it anyway? Was it Spielberg? I don't. I dude. Did I, you ever look that up? I I never. I I don't know. It's just you have to. It's give, fascinating when you when you do a, a serial type story like that. You have to give them something that is memorable to the character. Hence, like fedora bullwhip right like like that's the type of character he is because it's not it's not usual it's unusual and i i just i i love yet the, it's cool and the fact that it's so cool like and i i love i love the way he uses it throughout like all the films right he it's not just a weapon it's a multi-purpose tool it's a swiss army knife right like he swings from it he he grabs people by the leg and trips them sometimes he just whips them with it you know sometimes it's just the fact that he pulls it out and people shit when they see it right because it's it's a bullwhip 
that shit hurts. That's corporal punishment. Like that's that's what Indiana Jones is doing. He's running around the 1930s just doling out corporate punishment. <laughs> and then of course, like in in the Last Crusade, they have to explain how he gets the bullwhip, right? Because it's so unusual. It's like, why does this guy use a bullwhip? And it's like, oh, well, he got it from a lion tamer's cage on a train. <laughs> and he's being chased by guys. And he kept it? Yeah. And he yeah. learned how to use it? Sure. Why not? For everything. Wouldn't you? <laughs> you found a whip somewhere? Wouldn't you just carry a whip around everywhere? You, you know what's so great about the whip, too? The length of it changes throughout the movie as well. Yeah, I think which it's is fun. I think it's like eight or ten feet, like like the actual whip that hangs on his belt. But like when he needs it to be twenty, it can be twenty. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Or like six, just an easy wrap up and put it back in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but I love you know he uses it on Willie in Temple of Doom to like bring her in for the kiss. Sure, sure. It's the it's the ultimate it's, it's the ultimate tool. I'm sure he got laid after that. <laughs> <laughs> he got laid before that, Jack. <laughs> Indiana Jones doesn't need a bullwhip to get laid. Yeah, all right, I'm just saying it's just an accessory. Yeah, you know, it's it's like bringing toys to the bedroom. <laughs> it shouldn't make you feel ashamed of yourself. It's just there no, to enhance. No, no. All right, Jay, what's your number one? Oh well, unless you got honorable mentions, you want to go through first. You want to do honorable yeah, mentions on, before honorable, honorable mentions. ones? Go honorable mentions first. Okay. Well, I will bring up the Bond vehicle, the Aston Martin DB5. It was featured in Goldfinger, Thunderbolt, GoldenEye, Skyfall, and Spectre. It had... That's the one with the ejector seat, the fucking rockets in the front of it, the and, machine and, guns that come out of the, the fenders. Exactly. And that's all. That's it. And it's <laughs> sexy as shit. It's just the fucking... It's the perfect car. It's the perfect car, other than the death-proof car, obviously, um, where it is just a marriage of what you would want a spy car to be. It's just sexy, cool, and has the fun little bells and whistles to it, and a lot of fun sequences in those movies with the vehicle. And, goddamn, I just I just love the thing. And I had to pay a little homage to uh, Mr. Bond himself, because all of his other gadgets, as many as there are, I mean, I there are a lot of cool little ones, but, like, you know, cigarette little darts, and, like, you know, like, stupid little stuff like that back in the day you can kind of see it it's like oh you know what i can see that happening oh, that'd be kind of useful blah, blah, blah. you know but it's still so corny where like it's just not it just doesn't stand the test of time for me it does when you when you play it for 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 grins like you do in the kingsman series right like okay yes so I, I I like a lot of those weapons and stuff yeah. like that so i guess that's like an odd roll mention for me which one i guess i would choose the umbrella like the umbrella that like fires projectiles oh, from it, that's their, and like shit. That's, that's their big selling point. That's right? that that one's fucking cool. Do you have any other honorable mentions? The noisy cricket from Men in Black. Yeah, I mean that. I, I kind of had to put it out there. Okay, no, no, come on, man. You get a, a series four the atomizer. I, I get a little, little midget cricket. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna break this damn thing. It's it's funny. It's it's funny, and it was fun in the movie. Series it, four the atomizer, <laughs> noisy cricket. <laughs> And the thing is, is like half of a palm size. It's so tiny. And Will Smith has such a great time with it. And it played for kicks, even throughout the whole movie, from the whole final act, when he first was given the gun. Even before that, actually, when he saw the gun, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't touch that gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you touch anything else here, but not that gun. He's like, whoa. Careful and, with that slick. And, yeah, and you, don't, you don't get back to the gun until like later on in the movie, and then you see it in all its, you know, all its, uh, all its power and detail. And it was just uh, fun, and it was very memorable. It's the most me- memorable gun in the movie. I mean, as soon as you see that thing, you know exactly where that's from, you know, yeah. Men in Black. And that's a popular movie out there, Dave. 
We still enjoy it to this day, and they're filming it as we speak. The revamp with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, absolutely. Noisy Cricket definitely fits on this list. It's memorable enough. Uh, so for me, I got I got quite a few. I will pay a little bit of homage to Bond for you. Thank you. Odd Jobs Bowler Hat. <laughs> what a unique weapon, right? Like a oh, bowler yeah. hat. Sure. Uh, I, I, it was a lot of fun. That's yeah, a lot of fun. It yeah. is. It is. It, the only thing that like bothered me was you didn't get to use it in N64's uh, GoldenEye. You couldn't take off the bowler hat and chuck it at people, right? You could slap people though, but you couldn't. You couldn't throw the bowler hat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, odd jobs. Odd jobs. Statues off. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like <laughs> crazy stuff. It's like what? Really? Okay. You don't quite understand the, the, it's the like physics. Jo- like, or the I was, I was actually it. thinking about putting Jaws's mouth. That's not a weapon. weapon. I know, but like it's a force of nature. (laughs) But I I just always found that funny. All right, and then obviously the 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 Blade Runner gun from Blade Runner because those guns are fucking cool looking. They are really cool. Judge Dredd's gun. What are you doing? You hear what I said? I'll kill (laughs) it. Yeah, I heard you hot shot. What? I said hot shot. Because the cool thing about Dredd's gun is it is a gun, and it does everything that a gun does, but incendiary rounds. And then you could shoot incendiary rounds, right? Like SOS, and you could fire a signal flare. Sure. Or automatic 9 millimeter shotgun. It's fucking <laughs> like, hot. Yeah. Like, you could just say what the, the, the type that you want. I can't even remember. Fun. Did he ever reload, or is it always just- <laughs> No, no. He <laughs> it reloaded. was all he just reloaded. in there. <laughs> he reloads in it. And, and the fact is, like, there's actually a bullet count for each of the- uh, On the yeah, side yeah. of the gun, it has a little okay. display out there. There's a bullet count for uh, each okay. of the modes. Okay, now I remember. Yep. So, like, yep. he actually runs out of bullets at some point and yeah. has to steal someone else's- uh, That is fucking cool. Yeah. That is cool. That yeah. should be on my list, too. Yeah. That's that that's an awesome gun. Uh, it's, it is. It's cooler in Dread than it is in Judge Dread, but- it's it's still cool to have that at, at your fingertips. And then my 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 final one is Thor's hammer, but not Monier, not 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 the one from from all the other from from all the Thor movies. I'm talking about Stormbreaker in Avengers: Infinity War, because the way he shows up using yeah. Stormbreaker and the way he throws that and it just like spins around, yeah. the way it comes back. And I love the way he throws it, and it, and it and it goes all the way through Thanos's blast and buries oh deep God. in Thanos's chest. And I'm God, that's such a badass. Weapon. And and just when he comes on that screen, and it's so and cool the score you- and everything like that. And like he comes out, and that thing is whipping around like crazy, just destroying everything and and being cool and looking cool and just. Ugh. The only thing I don't like about that it's scene so is Mark Ruffalo in the armor. Like you could, oh, it's so bad. Looking. The comedic relief, yeah, yeah. But not only that, like his head, but like, him, his head, and his. The- it almost looks like it's like floating in there, and yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it just wasn't solid enough for me. But I don't know, like just just the hammer itself is cool, and you, it's unique because you get to actually see it being made too, right? Like like part yeah, of the movie is, is the forging of it. Thank so, you, Peter Dinklage. I yeah. love that, and then obviously lightsabers, which we're you know we're we're keeping off of our list because that would just trump everything. You ready to get into your number one, Jay? I am. All right, what's your number one, man? The sexiest weapon of all time to me. And badass, the custom Springfield M1911A1, weapon of choice by Caster Troy, played by Nicolas Cage in Face Off. I never really enjoy the Messiah. In fact, I think it's fucking boring. 
But your voice makes even a hack like Hamlet seem like a genius. Goddamn right. That's so weird. Yes. <laughs> Take a look at this fucking picture. Oh, look at that. The dual gold guns in the back holster. It's such a weird thing. The- <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be weird. It's so specific. And the way he like, just worships these fucking guns and are the sexiest looking things in the world. I did jokingly say that you were going to, that you were going to, I jokingly said you were going to pick the man with the golden gun, but I was wrong. <laughs> you picked a man with two golden guns. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I was obsessed with that those guns and the way they looked and I I I just thought they were that that is the gun. If I was ever going to have a gun, that would be the gun. I it's and it reminds me so much of that stupid uh Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Romeo and Juliet movie, you know, with like the Capulets and they got the, the fancy gun. It says foiled on the side of the gun because <laughs> in the play they pull their foils, which are a type of sword. Right. Oh, okay. For fencing. Sure, sure, sure. But instead, in, they pull in modern day, yeah, they they're doing their guns. guns. But right. they were pretty sexy looking, and they reminded me a lot of the, that gun as well. But I just, dude, the, the gun battles, it's so cheesy. It's 90s. Okay, action when people cheese, go to guns, it's like, so fun. Like, some they're people. So cool looking, so sexy. And some people would say, like, you know, uh, nah, for me, that's, Jesse that's Ventura, all I need. Jesse that's, Ventura's gun and Predator, the minigun. I love the flamboyant cockiness of his role and his and the character, the, and and it just fit the forty-four caliber Magnum. The way it in, looked in the back, it was just ah, oh, Dirty Harry's forty-four caliber best. Magnum. No, but fuck for you, that Magnum. You, no, you go fuck with- that gun is corny as shit. Shut up. That those dual guns. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> rewatch that movie. Google it. Do whatever you want. Take a look at that thing. It is the most sexy thing you'll ever see. And I hate guns. I hate weapons. <laughs> but those two are all I want. It's all I want. How much for the gun? Not for sale. Okay, how much for the arm? <laughs> oh, I'll get that arm. <laughs> I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> Try win- and top that, Dave. Can What's Winter, your number one? Can Winter Soldier's arm be a weapon? Does that count? Like his arm? Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't do anything other than just being uh, a super strong arm. But, yeah, I know. But, you know. <laughs> no, Jay, I do have you topped for my number one. All right, let's see it. My number one is an unlicensed nuclear accelerator that is worn on the backs of the four Ghostbusters. It's the proton pack. Okay, Ray, give me one eye outside. Ray! <laughs> How can you not? That's such an awesome fucking weapon. Well, each one of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on our back. (laughs) Wish I had time to test it. (laughs) Switch me on. (laughs) Egon steps back and turns him on (laughs) and gets all the way in the corner of the all right dave i'll give you that the, it's, it's it's a weapon of wanton destruction like yes they, they clearly can't use them <laughs> and they like it, it doesn't throw like a straight beam or anything like that it's all over the fucking place no it's just <laughs> it just burns everything in its path <laughs> it's literally only meant for 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 lassoing ectoplasm it's, yeah it's whipping around like it. a lasso a fish out of water <laughs> some bullshit like everywhere 
Yeah. That that is just one of the, the coolest weapons. Oh, it to is. Me. No, I, I give you that. It and is. it's and it's so unique. And, and it's so, so iconic, right? Like, like completely iconic. Anyone I mean, you did that for Halloween two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a Proton Pack and I did a I did a I ate my like Even my with own your daughter, version. correct, right? Yeah. I did my own version of like a modern like Ghostbusters outfit and stuff like that with like a, a jacket and stuff like it that. It was pretty but badass. Had the proton pack and everything, had the goggles. Yeah. But uh God, the proton pack is just it's just <laughs> it's so unique. Like where the fuck did they come up with that? I oh and I like, don't know. And I like know. you know how dangerous it is because you can't cross the streams. I did that. I did that. That's my fault. It's okay. The table broke the fall. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Because you can't cross the stream. Because you have to worry about total protonic reversal. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, gosh, it's it's just it's it's the ultimate weapon for busting ghosts. I don't know what other practical applications it has, but it's certainly cool. It's certainly iconic. other than it's probably metal that they're holding. <laughs> <laughs> some rubber <laughs> it's awesome i just love that weapon so yeah much. no i i give you that that's that's fantastic it beats two twin golden pistols jay any day yeah, yeah. i'd rather have the pistols <laughs> aim for the flat top <laughs> so that's gonna do it thank for- you neil <laughs> but this was a fun category yeah, yeah we appreciate it yeah this is some of the fun you, we get to have now with our patreons yeah absolutely so let us know what your favorite film weapons are head over to uh twitter Follow us at SuperMoviePod. Let us know what you think are are the top five movie weapons. You can also help us choose top fives like this to do, just like Neil did, by going over to www.patreon.com slash podcast on there. Join the Patreon and give us suggestions for movie homeworks and top fives. Jay, where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook as Super Movie Bros Podcast and also on Instagram, Super Movie Bros Absolutely. I really want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.